Hi there, I'm Ben Hook, and thanks to Sport SA and the Breakthrough Mental Health Foundation, this is the Hooked on Sport podcast. Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of Hooked on Sport. This is episode three, and if you're yet to tune into episode two, top sports journos Tom Wren and Reese Homfrey join the show to discuss how the livelihoods of those working in sports media have been affected just like so many other industries. Tom and Reese are doing their bit to stay in contact with their colleagues, despite now mostly working from home. Thanks to all of you who are connecting with the show and sharing it with your mates. We appreciate it. Hooked on Sport is your virtual sports club for this time when we can't go about our normal sporting club activities. While we can't gather together, we can still link up and chat about our sport and remain connected. Hooked on Sport is here to maintain that connection. Today, the story of not one, but two hockey roos who have both played for their country at the highest level, but for various reasons have thus far missed a trip to the Olympic Games. Holly Evans is perhaps the most cherished current player in South Australia. She is captain of the Adelaide Fire, a member of the Hockey Roos between 2011 and 2013, but wasn't at the 2012 London Games. And Gabby Nance is in the current squad and was picked for Tokyo, which is now more than a year away. They'll tell us how they're coping with no hockey in just a moment. Hi, I'm Tom Wren from Channel 9 and 5AA, and you're listening to Hooked on Sport. Holly Evans in Adelaide, Gabby Nance, I think, over there in Sydney. Welcome to Hooked on Sport. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Gabby, can you keep a track of your own life? Six months ago, you were in Adelaide, then you've been in Perth, and now across the other side of Australia. It must be hard to keep track of what you're doing with yourself. Yeah, you know what? Like, it's really hard to keep track of my underwear <laughs> and where it's located. I feel like I've just purchased, purchased so much undies because, like, they're in Perth, they're in Adelaide, now they're back in Kingscliff. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> How did you end up back in Sydney? I know you've got uh, links there family-wise, but what was the decision to move back there? Um, We were in the gym, actually, in WA. We were just doing our regular gym program with um, with the group, and they made an announcement halfway through and said, if you want to go home, you know, once um, Hockey Australia had been shut down, they said, you can either go home or you can stay here, but... You only have really 24 hours to go home before wow. the borders close. So, and we were like, they were very um, encouraging of us to go home and be with our family. So it was pretty easy. It was a pretty easy decision for me to come home. But a mad pack. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, I had like an hour and then I was on the plane because two flights got cancelled and then another flight was up in the air so my um hockey australia just put me on the next available flight which was about three hours after we were told did you have to do a self-isolation uh no we beat the cutoff um but i mean naturally i think everyone should be doing a bit of self-isolating so i was very careful my mum's a nurse so i didn't see my mum for a while um only just saw her this week just to make sure i wasn't you know bringing anything with or like from me to her or her to me and I only really saw my partner and that was really it for about the first week. Yeah. 
Holly, uh, I think you're perhaps the most well-known player in South Australian Premier League hockey. I think you've played 22 years, which by my maths means you started when you were three. Uh, how is life for you without Premier League hockey right now? It's really interesting because, um, like, we've jumped from the fire stuff in November and then played uh, indoor hockey and then jumped straight into preseason. Um, and so it was just go, 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 whereas this has forced me and all the other girls in our Premier League group to stop, which in some respects is really hard when you're so used to going and it's really nice to be social interactions and you get to get a bit of stress out by hitting the ball around. But on the other hand, it's also given us, I think, a bit of time to stop and breathe and enjoy being at home. But I don't know how long that's going to last for. <laughs> bored very quickly. Holly, uh, on top of playing for the Northeast Zulouette, you've also been heavily involved in coaching. Are you finding that you're having to come up with ways to drive the interaction with your teammates and your players? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, more from a physical perspective, I think I've got a background in exercise physiology, so I'm quite keen on pushing exercise as not just a tool to stay fit for the group, but also as a way of um, dealing with the sort of mental stresses of everything that's going on. And I think if um, people just stop and sit on their couch and watch a lot of Netflix or try and do a bit of study, I think uh, the ramifications for that are um, bigger than not being out of play. So I think from our um, interactions through Facebook and Zoom with the girls in our group, we've really pushed for people to be as active. Their exercise programs getting chucked on there every couple of the days um, by our PT and um, people are following each other on Strava to stay fit and active just to kind of keep everyone going. Keep everyone going and, and making sure they're all following the program, Holly. <laughs> well, some are, some aren't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some are whinging a lot about it, but it's, uh, it is really good to go, oh, I got this score and this one's like, oh, that was awful. And so, um, yeah, it's really good when you can't get to a gym to have something like that. Gabby, from uh, local sport to elite sport that you've been uh, heavily involved in now for the last uh, three or four years, how did you and the group of Hockey Roos take the news that the Olympics was being put back a year? Um, <laughs> it's a funny question. I was, expect- I was expecting this question, but I actually don't know how to answer it because I don't know how I feel about it just yet. I think we, were- we weren't really given a chance to digest it as a group. Um, as the announcement came once we were all separated. Um, obviously not training in your everyday training environment, six days a week, seeing your friends, seeing your teammates. Changes, but personally, I really don't know how I feel about it just yet. <laughs> I have moments of um, when I'm exercising and I want to be really enjoying it and I should be trying to taper and decondition my body because we were coming into our um, sort of peaking phase for mm. the Olympics, but it completely flips out. Um, I guess I cry a lot, <laughs> but then, <laughs> and then I have moments of like, you know what, in the scheme of things in the world today, it's the right decision to be made. It's just my reality doesn't feel that good right now, but yeah, I don't know. That's my, I don't really have an answer at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Gabs, 
Gabs, one thing I've noted about you and your social media is that you flog yourself at training and are happy to show to people the the pain face, for want of a better term. <laughs> have you had to? Have you, has your comp, has your training been compromised? Because that's one thing you really pride yourself on is elite fitness. Yeah, and I think that's my problem is that I'm still pushing myself to the actual, to the actual, like to the absolute limit, and I don't necessarily need to be doing that. And our program isn't designed to be doing that right now. But I don't really know how to not <laughs> just yet. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I just, I take each day as it comes, and I try and limit myself to only work one exercise regime a day which might seem to everyone else, but it's hard for me, so, yeah. <laughs> Holly, I was thinking about this. I'm just imagining if there was one person you would never want to be completely isolated in a house with, it would be Gabby Nance. Is, is there is anyone who would just drive you up the wall looking for things to do? Uh, I, I would equate her, um, and this is a complete compliment, may I add, to uh, Lulu, my border collie, who... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when we're sitting at our desk um, working, she'll come up and lick us on the elbow and then breathe really heavily on it <laughs> just to say, hey, you could take me for a walk. Hey, you could do this. Hey, why don't you do this? You should throw a ball at me. I want to be, um, I want to be exercised. And I could just be like, okay, I'm going to do something. exactly what I do. I lick my boyfriend's elbow. <laughs> so it's almost spot on. Uh, <laughs> he's a lucky guy. Yeah, no. It's actually, I just, you know, I just made him start exercising with me, but he can hear me downstairs. He walks upstairs to get away from me. <laughs> I can hear me, like, stomping downstairs doing some sort of activity. So, I think he gets more exhausted watching me. So, yeah. he's like, I've got to go and have a lie down. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Let's take a short break to hear from John Mannion at the Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation. It's really important to remember to take time out, especially if you're at home for long periods of time. Go and find your own space. Maybe read a book or call a friend. And remember not to be too hard on yourself or on others. This will help minimise any ongoing stress of being in this limited space or with others. And now back to the show. Holly, as a former hockey roo yourself, um, and uh, Gabby said that she doesn't know how to feel right now about the postponement of the Olympics, but uh, did, did you get a sense? Did you feel some empathy for what they were going to have to deal with? Oh, I can, uh, yeah, completely. I think, you know, for the, the news to come, you're kind of thinking it might happen, it might happen, but for it to come, you know, you base four years on that one date of the Olympics starting and you work towards it. So. To have to change that up after doing all over Facebook and Instagram and talking to a couple of the girls, I thought the, the preseason you guys did was intense and um, <laughs> to get through that, it's, you, you got through it because you knew the date that you were aiming for and to have that change um, and to know that that's possibly what you're going to have to do again to compete at that level, I, 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 I don't I think I could do it, to be honest. So. Um, I think all credit to you guys and I think not knowing how to feel is exactly probably exactly how you should be feeling. 
Holly, we, we discussed this before, and Gabby's not really in this category. She's still very young and got a lot of hockey ahead of her. But some of the players in that team are perhaps coming towards the end of their careers, and it would be a real emotional wrestle to deal with the fact that they might have been planning on retiring not long after these games, and now they've got another year ahead of them. Yeah. Uh, like, as well, like, when you're training for the Olympics, you push your body to the limits, and some people are uh, essentially take together to get themselves to the end point and to um, try and prolong that another year would be challenging. But I guess if you can look at it being that, you know, you've got a bit of time now to sit down and think about, right, this is what it is and there are many things happening in the world that maybe you can do what Rach Lynch is doing and going nursing and um, Gab's is to doing social work um, stuff too is, or what do I need to do to look ahead rather than think about the negative implications of it all. Mm. You you went through something similar back in your career. I mean, you ex- experienced the disappointment of missing the London Games. I mean, do you reflect on that? And I, I guess you would hope that everyone who's currently picked for the team going to Tokyo was still going to make the team, but there could be some collateral damage. I mean, that would be really unfortunate. Do you reflect on your own situation? I do. I think um, you don't know what form you're going to be in as you build up to that. I think that's hard because there's injuries. There's, um, you know, you've got no control over how other people are performing. And uh, the year that it will be a couple of years building into it, um, there were some fantastic midfielders who I easily would rate higher than myself. So, in terms of um, not being selected, it's really hard to say, well, I should be there when there are players who were at the time performing better than I was. So I guess you, you do reflect on it, but you can only control what you can control. So um, say for Gabs, yeah, she's sort of building, and again, as long as she's focusing on what she can do to be the best hockey player, um, that's all you can do. You can't control much else. Gabs, you made a mention that um, you're back at the workforce. Tell us a bit about what you're doing. <laughs> um, I work at my local uh, fruit and vegetable farm. Oh, do you? Are you a yeah. grower, a primary producer? Uh, no, 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 not quite that good. Um, I used to just work in the shop. Like I always work back here um, in between wherever I'm living. Um they're, they all play hockey, the family that own it. So right. they're very good to me and I always love helping them out. But at the moment, because we deliver to homes, home delivery has obviously gone through the roof because of self-isolation. So I am the secretary. I just do everyone's administration work. So it's quite tedious, but I do enjoy it. Um, and it's given me something to do because I would be sitting at home doing nothing. <laughs> And, well, I'd probably just be, like, running or something, which yeah. I don't need to do. <laughs> um, and I really enjoy it. Um, and obviously it helps a lot of people out that are in quarantine or are self-isolating. So I do appreciate that. And I can't really do my course, which is um, fitness, because I have to do it all on the practical side. So I actually can't do any of that. So it's been good. And I have surgery in a month. So like Holly was just talking about an opportunity to – People that may have just been bandaged up for Tokyo, I was one of the bandaged up people. So I had surgery. I just missed out on elective surgery before it obviously 
packaging shop. So I have surgery due in a month. So uh, it, almost a blessing in disguise that maybe gives you a bit more time to fully recover. Yeah, yeah. So if I, I needed the surgery immediately, but they gave me the opportunity just to sort of push through the pain. Um, and to be honest, I got a few weeks into that and I was getting a bit freaked out about how sore it was getting. So it is a massive blessing in disguise. And if I need, like, the recovery is at least three months. So I would have missed out on Tokyo if I had the surgery. So I see it as a massive positive. (laughs) That is a massive positive. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah, Yeah, that would have been a real challenge. Uh, uh, Yeah. The mental anguish of dealing with that and fighting through with an injury or having to have surgery, which got you right, but missed the most important sporting event of your life. That would have, uh, that's that's a, a decision I would not want to wish upon anyone. No, no. And, you know, the, I mean, it was great. They, they 100% left it up to me. They said, you can do what you want to do. We'll support you either way. But obviously, I mean, any athlete and Hollywood understand if you get given an opportunity to go to the Olympics a little bit broken, you take it. So, <laughs> um, And to be honest, I think most of us um, in the national squad in over the years have always been, you know, you're never really 100%. You just, it's like a mindset. You are 100%. You just tell yourself you are. Mm. Holly, just to wrap things up, uh, as someone who is involved in uh, the physical health of uh, a lot of uh, elderly Australians, what's some advice that you would give to people who can't physically catch up and sometimes their exercise is compromised? What are some of the things that you would suggest people could do in the meantime? Um. So the cool thing is now that um, Exercise and Sports Clubs Australia have pushed uh, Medicare to start funding um, telehealth services. So probably the first one would be that if they were struggling to know what they can do now that they say can't go to their local gym or um, they can't get access to anything, is you can actually um, get your GP to refer you to an exercise physiologist um, and you can chat to them over the phone or uh, online and they can actually write something up that's tailored for you. Um, but just in general, um, probably the best piece of information that I was told by a, um, a senior professor in exercise physiology is just to tell people just to start. If, they're, if they don't really feel like exercising and they know they probably should, um, and we all know they're really the benefits of exercising. If they start and they want to stop after a minute, that is fine, but I'll bet you as long as they start, they'll probably continue on and do that 20-minute walk or um, do some body weight exercises, but just start. Gabs, have you had an opportunity to chat to anyone from Seacliff Hockey Club where you've played when you've been back here in Adelaide? Um, yeah, I chat to um, Asha Fisher. She's a little up-and-coming gun. Um, I used to live with them when I was in Adelaide. And, yeah. Um, I chat to that family weekly. Um, I do stay in touch with a lot of the Adelaide girls, not necessarily Seacliff, but, you know, Yelena McLaughlin and Nikki Spano and Hattie Shan. So I still have – I feel like there's still, like, a lot of love there. And I'm hoping to get back to Adelaide this year. But obviously that's um, – with the border restrictions make it a little bit more difficult. But I would love to come back. Gabby, Holly, we've really appreciated uh, your time and giving us uh, your thoughts on how you're dealing with this uh, remarkable time in our lives. We really appreciate you joining us on Hooked on Sport. No worries. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Hooked on Sport podcast, your virtual sports club.
Well, that's it for another episode of Hooked on Sport. A big thank you to Gabby Nance at the Hockey Roos for sharing how she's dealing with the stoppage to elite sport and, of course, the Olympics postponement, and to Holly Evans, who has so much knowledge in the area of exercise physiology and how that can have such a positive effect on the human body. What's next? Well, let us know who you'd like to hear from. It could be an international athlete. It could be an unsung hero. Tell us how your club is staying connected with your athletes and feel free to share with us a fun tale. Tell us about the characters at your club. We're at Hooked on Sport on Facebook, so get in contact, say hi, and share with us a happy tale. That's the final siren on Episode 3. We'll see you soon at Hooked on Sport.